Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Slim Cogcast. It is I, Slim Cognito, and let me go ahead and give you a lowdown of what we've been watching this past week, and we can just jump right off into it, because first things first is the anime we've been watching. I decided to do two things. One, I decided to watch, well, keep up on the My, My Hero Academia, and for some odd random reason, I decided to watch a movie that many people have loved, hated, talked about and considered like essential to the culture of the african-american people called baby boy me personally i've seen this movie but i've only seen it like years ago and every other time i saw it it was like at the very end of it um running on like bet or something and who don't nobody want to watch a movie on cable television you feel me and yeah, so I decided to rewatch that, and goddamn, that shit was kind of cringy at some points. The shit that comes out of Jody's mouth is ridiculous. But anyway, uh, I divert. I'm, I, I digress. Uh, all in all, the one uh, most annoying thing that most everybody does discuss is for for me the most annoying part was after he was shot, and everything became jarring and weird and unrealistic. You know what I mean? Just like he. Was able to exact his revenge in the most evil, n- n- no attempt. Like it was, it was just too easy of a happy. I I guess it. Okay, here's the two things. The two thing is either that was an intended happy ending, and I'm jaded with happy endings because usually they just cover up, you know, the harsh realities that that you know that the movies or you know books would spend so much time to build up and into the world building and then betrays that tone by trying to give you some happy ending as if it's at the end of a sitcom episode. And I hate that because the only thing you can pull away from it is the cringe of no, why are you all happy and smiling? None of this fits. And that's the thing about the happy ending in this movie. He was Jody was only seen as a man after he shot somebody and got shot at. He was only approved to be a man once he, you, you know, like it's it's a lot of things that the, the movie does does amazingly well. Look at me giving a review of an old ass movie like this. This, this just came out in like two thousand one, but um, yeah. So it's already you know kind of rough and and weird to, um, that the movie does so many things right in terms of um, giving an example of what it's like to, you know transition into adulthood when you're coming from the hood i guess you say because your only concept of manhood is you know just to be frank you know what i'm saying just fucking as many women as you can and running the streets you know what i mean that's what you taught that a man is that's what they want you to think that being a real man is being a real nigga and that shit ain't it you know what i mean and that's that's the thing that the, um, Ving Rhames' character was trying to tell Jody, but you know he was just you know all strung up because of you know past traumas and shit, and his own personal fears and hangups, you know. And then on top of that, it was kind of justified though. That's what makes it so conflicted. That what makes this movie good is the fact that you can't point a finger at any character and say that they are in the right or in the wrong. It's all gray. Because Ving Rain's character, although he was right, he was doing right by Jody and his mother, 
still, you know, he got history of being a woman beater. Seemed like he can't control his aggression. And the fact that he decided to try to grow some weed in her garden, like, it's a lot. You feel me? But um, all in all, it's nice. There, There is a, um, I would assume there might be. But, you know, the way I looked at it after him getting shot was it's possible that he might have, you know, died there on the lawn in front of P's house. And then just, you know, everything after that was like a dream of what he wanted to happen or something like that. Now, that could be it because everything that came out of his mouth after he that scene felt weird and uncomfortable. It was jarring. It was like, what nobody say? Why would anybody say this? This sounds like something that they would think he'd say. You know what I mean? He's sitting there next to his mama talking about some, well, let me get some of that wine. You must forgot I'm a grown-ass man. He said, I'll get my own wine. Don't worry about it. Oh, I love you, mama. I ride or die for mine, for real. Like, shut up. You're making me cringe. <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think that um, that part of the. I would accept that if uh, much more than if they meant that last like thirty minutes unironically, then I would be a little more inclined to barf. Like it don't feel good to me. Um. She could be better, but it's what we got, and it's a classic, you know what I mean? It's got its, like, jank. Every, almost every hood movie back then had its jank. Ain't nothing as bad as Dead Presidents. That movie was ass on ass, but, yeah. Um, still not my favorite hood movie by a long shot, though. Uh, I prefer Blue Hill Avenue, but that's just me, because Lil' Trent was a hellion. But anywho's. Um, also, we've been catching up on the My Hero Academia. Now, the My Hero Academia, it's amazing. All right. Shigaraki, I want to, I, I kind of want to give him a hug, but I know better. But I still feel bad for him. It's like, damn, this boy is finding, it's like he's he's crossed that threshold of, I don't mind killing way back when he was a kid. But now he's getting to the point where it's like, okay, it just might be fun to kill and fuck people up. You know what I mean? Like, shit's wild. And and you would be quick to just be like, okay, he's just another villain who had a tragic backstory, etc., etc. But the way he just leveled up and and these lieutenants he got with him and the squad and shit he man i, I can't wait to see what he about to do you know what i mean just to go full spoiler on y'all man y'all need to watch that shit it's all good so yeah it's a lot of new powers going on some level up and basically all the villains um learned how to go plus ultra and that's dope and I'm here for this shit, and I can't wait for the next episode's indoor season, whatever's coming. Um, next thing, though, uh, let's get into what I've been playing this past week. And, of course, y'all, if you've been following the stream, we started a Half-Life anthology. Shout out to Enigma one more time, my boy. Uh, he let me know that I should actually do Black Mesa. And I spoke to him about it before and forgot all about it, but... We got that done, and man, Black Mesa was amazing. When I tell you it's an astounding game, like, 
One of the things about Half-Life 1 is I always hear high praise sings and glory songs and everything. And, and oh, everybody on that Half-Life 1 dick. But when I had to listen to, when I had to uh, remember and be reminded that the Zen levels in uh, Half-Life 1 were trash and Black Mesa improved them by miles, that right there, like, cemented me as the most like appreciative of this project it's the reason why remakes need to exist because in the same vein no actually in a totally different ballpark never mind that okay i was trying to say unlike under other forms of media gaming constantly evolves meaning you can't change the way a person reads a book the most innovation that has come probably since ever was those choose your own adventure you know turn to a certain page books but you're still the act of reading in order to interact with and consume the media is always going to be the same action now with movies and tv same thing all you could do is sit there listen and look at it and it's always going to be the same way to consume it however with games there's way more complexity and intricate details going on at work here and when it comes to old design tropes, one of the main ones that have aged the worst are things from the early 3D game era. Like, I've witnessed firsthand, um, let me see, I won't say a child, but say like a teenager. I've witnessed a teenager have trouble playing a PlayStation 1 adventure game because back then, controlling the camera was not bound to the right analog stick which is a staple in gaming today so you know something that small um you know actually you know handicapped the the, the kid and they couldn't really do much about it but you know what i mean it takes some learning back then it you would have to acclimate yourself with the era of turning yourself with shoulder buttons or you know tank controls but you can only turn with left and right on the d-pad like stuff like that it's from a different era man and there's more of these small game development tropes from back then that are lingering but cannot survive today than you would think especially if you consider like the tomb raider series from back then um almost anything it's all of the genres have these things that have changed over the years and still need to change in order to come to the modern to the modern day. And if you want an example of a game that was remade, but none of the, you know, new lessons of game development being implemented into the remake of the game, just check out that Broken Sword uh, remake. Because uh, shout out to Hysteric Moon X, by the way, check him out on Twitter. Very great streamer. Super great guy. Um, I watched him, I've been watching him play and it's very rough. The art is inconsistent with the characters you're speaking to uh, compared to their portraits. Uh, you come across certain points where you just cannot find out what to do next unless you already know certain, you know, things like that. You know, th those old LucasArts, um, point and click. Uh, philosophy of just make it unfair and illogical as hell type shit so yeah that's 
That's the thing. Anywho's, um, another thing I wanted to mention about what I've been playing this week before we move forward is that um, after beating Half Life One, the very next day we streamed Half Life Blue Shift and Half Life Opposing Force. Now these are two spinoff games that are supposed to be intertwined with the main story of Half Life One's campaign, and I gotta be honest, Blue Shift was actually good, and I enjoyed myself. And I also have to be honest that Opposing Force was hot doo-doo butter. It was so bad. But there was one good part. But I'm going to tell you the bad part first. All right. So the, the bad thing about it is there was this particular, this entire game felt like it was intentionally trying to mislead the player. There was no intuitive layout or design of the map and the environment in order to leave natural seamless hints to let the player know to do this next or go here next and there were often times where their subtle environment designs would actually set you up to not know so long story short there is a moment where you have slippery water on the floor and if you're not careful, you can easily slip into a hanging wire that is still alive with electricity sparking from it. This tells you from the jump that it is a dangerous hazard. You see the sparks that tells you that electricity is flowing through there. It's a danger hazard. You, you clearly would take environmental damage, or at least that's what you expected. <clears throat> but the problem is... When you slide, when when I walked across the water, I did everything I could to avoid sliding into the wire and get past it. And getting past it didn't lead me to much else but a button. But it turns out what they were trying to teach me was to slide on the water into the wire and finding out that it is a rope that you can climb and swing from. While the the place of the critical the critical path to progress to the next part of the game is you go back to a previous area that you've already been through and then you grab the one single rope that's hanging and it's the first rope that you see in the entire game the very first one they didn't teach you this mechanic they didn't tell you how to do anything with that rope they just tossed it there said here figure it out it's just bad it's just bad and there are times where those crackling wires are actually ropes that you can swing on and they don't and they're not even charged with electricity it's like well why are you just this way you know but anyway to get back to get back to the point though opposing force only had one great part and it was astounding and that is the black ops room toward the end of the game there's a big warehouse that you enter and there's going to be a lot of black ops soldiers the males will be using night vision and walking around and ready to gun you down and they you know do what they can they literally do what they can to kill you um you'll have these ladies in these tight latex uh, black outfits with um night vision goggles on and they're super agile very very quick on their feet you can lose sight of them real quick and you have to shoot them down. The thing about all of this, actually, you know what? Let me stop myself before I go on another rant about it. But um, it's very, very hard. 
it's very hard and you can you lose all of your health in less than a second they will down you they will body you the ai is coded to actually flank you and take advantage of the fact that you are being flanked by sending you another person it even makes one person push you while you're being flanked because it knows that you're becoming overwhelmed the game is amazing in this one instance and it's been shitsville from before that area and after so that was the best part of it honestly a worthy experience um and then damn we went right into half-life 2 the next day and oh my god it, the biggest issue i have with half-life 2 right now um when you stream it is that the game is so good and seamless that it keeps it draws you in and it keeps your attention so much so that you can't pull away from it it's just great i don't know how to describe it but anywho's y'all we ain't got much of them so we might as well jump into the news that's why i did a lot of you know talking at the beginning but anyways first thing on the docket playstation 4 players beware new ps4 update reportedly bricking consoles over on comicbook.com okay so long story short there's this update that's been going around for the ps4s uh the 9.0 so um firmware update and everybody should be wary of this because it is the update that's been bricking consoles for some reason and people don't know why just yet but there's been many reports of saying several of them going down for no reason and it's strange but yeah y'all be on the lookout for that if you want to play your playstation still but you don't want to update it i could totally understand you um but this this is a bad look on Sunday. Um, on Sunday. What? This is a bad look on Sony. Alright. Like, why, why? how How did this get through and why wasn't this tested proper? You know? Anywho's, I don't know what else to say. It was just like, damn, get y'all shit together. Uh, next over here on Purebox.com, next on the docket, Splitgate Team triggers fans by announcing it will have Forge Mode before Halo Infinite. Basically, it's just a quick Twitter tweet off on the tweet at the bird app and KFC gaming said triggering an entire gaming fan base one sentence what in which Splitgate responded Splitgate will have forge mode before Halo Infinite Infinite so yeah I guess that's just news to know and I don't know if I should be happy or against it but I just remember a lot of people liking forge mode I wasn't on that wave so I'm gonna stay in my lane until I learn more. But either way, yeah. And uh, speaking of Halo, there is also, according to PCGamesN.com, there are no plans to bring Halo Five to the PC. Where this also stemmed from a tweet, and by the, a guy by the name of Alexander, aka the Shaway, says, "Damn, could be a big, could be a big deal if true. Praying we see that port." And Brian Gerard, who I would have to assume works at, um, in some influential position on the project. <laughs> but he says maybe this was for H5 Forge, but I can't confirm there are no plans to bring Halo 5 to PC. We know there's some demand for it, but as we've stated before, not in the cards as the studio is fully focused on Infinite and MCC. 
will never say never but nothing underway currently so yeah it's highly unlikely um but to be perfectly honest uh, i don't think pc would care as long as they got access to infinite so i mean no no, no not yeah 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 to uh, halo infinite so we'll just have to see what the cookies crumble and uh, go from there but yeah like i said we don't have many articles this week because not a lot happened like that i was interested in and uh we didn't get any big news uh you know reveals or anything so y'all take care of yourselves and uh give me some anime recommendations by the way i'm uh running dry i might have to switch from anime to some type of different media too i've been starving like some different stuff like maybe some western uh you know some western cinema and by western i don't mean like have them will travel i mean like movies and tv shows made in the west so yeah, uh, but other than that though, it is damn near 5 a.m. and I am tired, so I'm going to uh, shit this podcast out, get it uploaded for you guys, and I will see you next week or during the stream. So always remember the channel motto, intentions are the most important, actions ain't nothing but loud, and words don't mean a damn thing. Don't forget to check out the stream, Slim Cognito Entertainment, over on Twitch.tv and at me and some stupid stuff on Twitter at Slim Cognito Mode because, you know, I bees on the Twitters. I try to break away from it. I still want to, but I can't. And sometimes it sucks, but sometimes it's very, very great. Anywho, I'm tired of talking. I want to go to bed. So y'all take care. Peace.